Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Brock Purdy is Joe Montana, and drafting quarterbacks is a crapshoot. It is I, Rob Paul, aka the Buckeyes fan, locked and loaded for a natty run with the talent we brought back. And with me, as always, is AJ. Harbaugh is too busy interviewing for jobs to recruit the portal. Marchese. Uh, did pretty good last year in the portal. We're still trying to get jobs, so fake news. Uh, didn't get killed Downs. Today we're talking all our favorite 2024 NFL draft prospects who declared and some of the ones who didn't at the deadline. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by the NFL's official list of who declared and who didn't. And nobody understands how to read the list. Nobody knows what the asterisks mean. Nobody's sure if the list is even correct because it doesn't list players who are redshirt juniors, but it does list guys who are seniors. Uh, the COVID year really uh, threw a wrench in everything, AJ. This is the last year we're going to have to deal with the COVID eligibility at least, right? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I mean, Yes, it would be because Brock Bowers didn't play during the COVID season. He is a third-year player, so next year's fourth-year players would not have played during the COVID season. We're finally – to me – Officially, pandemic's over know. now. Never mind. Dylan Gabriel's in his, like, year seven. He has as much eligibility left as Kyle McCord, so I don't know. So, speaking of declarations, the 2024 NFL Draft Declaration Show. Let's dive into it. AJ, why aren't are less kids declaring? Uh, NIL. And because the NFL in. changed the list, so it's probably just the same amount of guys. They're just the list of different. Uh, people are upset but you know who's not upset me because we finally get to start really sinking our teeth into this class because we know who's in it maybe um, starting with a couple of guys we're excited about declaring maybe not the, the guys who are necessarily the top of the class but who? what, what prospect declaring are you most excited about uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. because I don't have to see him play for the Buckeyes anymore I'm I'm sad JJ McCarthy declared. <laughs> you should be so because you loved him. No, um, how about for a lesser guy that I got like, you know, I could have put him in the surprise section, but I, I mean, I'm happy Jaden Hicks is joining this class. Yeah, hey, I've got Jaden Hicks down too. 
Yeah, I kind of, you know, he kind of snuck snuck it in there. I didn't hear too much uh, fanfare about him coming out. Had a really nice year for Washington State. Um, safety class is, is still a little wide open, you know. And, you know, we got a couple guys at the top. But after that, I think Hicks, is, Hicks can slot right in to a potential, um, like, I don't know. Is it crazy to say he's a top five safety in this class? I don't think no, so. No, and he's, he's going to the Senior Bowl, too, yep. which is another huge plus um, yep. for him and probably played somewhat of a role in declaring. Uh, but no, I think there's a couple different safeties going to the Senior Bowl who I think could. I think Tyler Newbin's going to end up probably my safety one, but yeah. there's a couple other guys uh, going to the Senior Bowl who I think are in contention to be potentially the second safety off the board. Mm-hmm. And I would say he's he's firmly in that conversation just because he is big, he is rangy, he uh, I think he's one of the most physical uh, safeties in this class, and he's kind of got that tight end stopper yeah. tag to him. Yeah. Um, who's the top of your list here? Uh, how about, uh, going to say his last name wrong, Kieran Emegaji, yeah. the yeah. Yale tackle, who might be a guard at the next level, but big, powerful, athletic. Um, starting to see the buzz build for him. Uh, he was in the second round of Dane Brugler's mock, uh, which I think um, as we inch closer, he'll be one of potentially the First FCS player off the board, I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I put him for biggest one of my biggest money moves because yeah, I, I agree. Even though you know the the tackle class is stacked, and you kind of just said he projects more of an inside guy. The, I think the inside uh, the IOL group is coming together nicely now, but it, it's still a little open. And yeah, I think I think uh, Kieran has a has a good chance to. Uh, yeah, I think I think that top sixty talk is realistic. Yeah, he is such a powerful uh, run blocker in it. Yeah. He, he's going to test pretty well for his size, too, and I'm, I'm excited to dig in on him a little bit more. Plus, you're a, you're a Harvard guy. You just don't want to see him uh, kick your ass next year. Yeah, we lost Thor. Damn. <laughs> Tough year. Um, okay, I'll give, I'll give you a pair of bigger school backs, but uh, we've talked about this one before, but Jalen Wright, I think, is going to be a huge riser down down into the into the draft season. He's got I got the, him for biggest money move. Yeah, there you go. We switched. Yeah, definitely. He's got the juice, you know, clearly, and the, the, the running back class is wide open. I think him, and I'm going to parlay this into Audric Estime, too, the Notre Dame back, who it felt like his stock has kind of been all over the place the last, you know, six months or so. I've seen some people have him, like, top three running back. I've seen some people, like, it seemed in the summer he was forgotten, you know? And um, I, I think I think into this uh, into this draft season, he's going to help himself quite a bit. And feels like he's kind of quiet right now. And this, again, running back's wide open. Uh, more on the potential running back one who didn't come out in a second. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think both of them are going to – money moves too, but I'm, I'm excited that they're in yeah. the class. Yeah, you can almost argue every single running back who declared made a money move because this <laughs> class is so wide open. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Wright's the first running back drafted. I wouldn't be surprised if Audrey Estime is a top 100 pick. You know, yeah. like it's just such a – like Braylon Allen. All, yeah. There's so many different running backs. It's going to be, I think, by far the most polarizing position. Um, going to a – different position where there's just so much depth that I didn't necessarily think he would for sure declare, but I'm excited he did. It's a big Kingsley Suma, Suma, Suma Taya. Is that right? Suma Taya? I'm only picking guys with tough names. Uh, the big BYU tackle who is Penesul's, uh cousin, Oregon transfer who spent the last two years at BYU, just traits for days. 
massive 6'8", 320, really great athlete who I think if he lands with the right offensive line coach, mm-hmm. like there's so much potential there. Kind of like like a comp that came to mind for me, Jordan Mulata. Yeah, that's um, interesting. In terms of the size and the athleticism and yeah. if he can nail down the, the technique of it all, uh, I, I think that's a franchise type of tackle and a guy who could sneak into the first round. I and I just love how loaded this tackle class is. Yeah, it's, it's, it is absolutely loaded. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to just – how about this one? I think it's an interesting one. I didn't have him – I didn't put him anywhere. But, like, similarly, Amarius Mims obviously hasn't yeah, played a lot for Georgia um, between injuries and whatnot, but – and, and, you know, just being behind depth earlier in his career. Um, maybe that could be also a money move, but the class is loaded. And I know, like, you know, in, entering the season, he was projected as one of the top guys. Again, he didn't play as much this year as he hoped. But, um, no, I think that's still a guy that's going to go in the first round, you know. and Yeah, I, I, I've got Mims for money move because yeah. I, I think he ended up playing eight games, starting eight games at Georgia. Yeah. And he still declared, and there's still a chance he goes to top 20 because it's just yeah. – the, the five-star, the traits, the flashes when he was on the field of what he could be. like You know, it's I mean, kind of crazy that we're talking about uh, Suamatia and, and Mims in this light when, like, this is the – like, that position off the tackle group is the depth of this class. And we're still, like, hyped about these guys coming out. And, like, a lot of years we'd be like, you know, oh, you know, maybe wait for a weaker class or not. But, yeah, I think they're both going to make huge money um, in, in Indy and, and through the through the draft cycle. I think we could have a record amount of tackles yeah. drafted in the first two rounds. Yeah, I don't know what the record is, but I think, I think we're going to break it, yeah. Um, um, who else you got here? I'll, I'll give you two bigger name guys from SEC and to kind of wrap this up. But I'm just – I'm pumped for Brian Thomas. I know he's not – this isn't a surprise or anything, but still – It's a money like, move. It's a money – it is it's a money move. Obviously, Neighbors was – I mean, Neighbors was the star of the show, but Thomas had a hell of a year and clearly has been a, one of the biggest risers at the position – the other position in the draft that's absolutely fucking loaded. I mean, the receivers and the tackles are could be all time classes at both. Um, yeah, but yeah, like that's another guy. You know, I think he ends up in the first round. Uh, that's a guy that's gonna just look amazing in shorts and Indy, and uh, is gonna blow it up. And and similarly, I think Terry Arnold. You know, I big time guy, but he's got a chance to be the first corner off the board. And we've been saying that since October, and I think he should be. And I know we've seen like Daniel Jeremiah hint at like a potential top ten pick. Um, I think that's another guy that's just going to look really fucking good in Indy. And, like, not just test well, but he, he is. But I just I think he's going to kill the drills. And, yeah, it, uh, not the exact time for this, but it's kind of interesting how much, um, you know, Kool-Aid McKinstry came into the year as potential top corner, had a good year, and it feels like Arnold's just jumped him, and I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, Arnold's just a freaky athlete. Um, yeah. Same with Thomas, who yeah. I think could end up a top 20 pick, and he parlayed, like, his – breakout season he was a big recruit yeah. but he he didn't really um get the chance to start until this year and obviously now he he could be the fourth receiver off the board i think he probably will be and that could be a top 20 pick i mean three receivers could go in the top 10 and then three receivers can go in the top six and, yeah yeah another team like 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 would you be shocked if brian thomas potentially ends up a top 10 pick i don't know that i would be just because if he tests the way i think he can and with the other three going that early, a team who's in need of a receiver, like let's say the Bears at nine, I wouldn't be shocked to see them take a swing on Brian Thomas. Yeah, the Bears, the Bears kind of, the Bears are one of those teams that would swing on Brian Thomas. No, I don't think that's crazy. Um, yeah, you know which what, is nuts. You know what, what would be crazy is if LSU has three top ten picks and how many games do they win this year. 
Well, Brian Kelly's going to be Michigan's next head coach. So <laughs> well, he's got the number one class. He's bringing that over, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, uh, I got th- a, f- a few more defenders. Um, Go for it, Byron man. Murphy from Texas, who I don't yeah. think anyone was surprised, but I was just so happy to clear because his interior defensive line class stinks. Uh, and he could be the first one off the board. He is a guy who, similarly to Johnny Newton, yeah. both undersized, penetrating three techs, but I think you saw Byron Murphy play a, more, a little bit more of a complete game at Texas. They had him play a lot of nose tackle at times. Um, obviously, he also had the benefit of playing next to Vondre Sweat, but he his pad level really helps make up for his lack of uh, sin in his pants, and um, he, I just think... His such pass rush potential as a three tech, uh, so I was super excited to see him declare. I, I put him for money um, move. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, he just it felt like it feels like the the, the rise is re- like not that it hadn't started, but it feels like it's legit. I think he's gonna be the first ideal off the board. Um, New Newton stock has been kind of funny recently. I feel I still see people mocking him top ten, but that feels that that feels like a little uh, you know. I think the he's times. more. Li- yeah, he's more likely to go second round than top ten. Me too. Uh, but anyways, I think Murphy's going to be a first round pick. I think he's the first at his position off the board. Yeah, I think that's a like just had a perfect season and you know was dominant with it, like you said besides sweat. But yeah, big big move for him. It, similarly excited about Edrin Cooper declaring, who I know he's a redshirt junior. AJ so he wasn't on my list. Count for your list, but definitely, um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, just because, yeah, similarly weak position group at yeah. linebacker in this class. Had a fantastic year. Really fun player all over the field. His motor is ridiculous. Yeah. Super athletic. I think he's still a little bit raw, but a lot of potential there with him. Yeah. Uh, could be the first backer off the board. Yep. Um, I'll also put Jonah Ellis, the Utah pass rusher. He had such a good year, and he's yeah. the bloodlines. And I think some buzz is going to build for him as we inch closer. That's a good one. Oh, and finally, I know he's not on the list, but Quinion Mitchell, because we're going to have a Mac first round pick. Yeah, baby. I love a good one. That's a good one, too. Thank you. All right. Surprised they declared. Who you start with? I don't have too many. You know, I'm going to start with a Canadian baby, Ajo Ajo from uh, Garden City Community College. Um, started at Clemson, went to USF, went to Garden City, didn't. I, I, it was hard to pull the Garden City numbers up. Didn't didn't set the world aflame at any at any of these spots. No, I, for, obviously from Edmonton, Alberta. I, but I, I was thinking, so kind of surprised that he didn't. I I don't know what his next move would have been, but surprised he didn't use his eligibility. But maybe this is for CFL draft reasons. I started That's thinking. I mean, he's a six four, two hundred and twenty yeah. pound Canadian receiver who was. A top fifty recruit. I'm yeah. pretty sure. He, 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 uh, I, I haven't dug into CFL mocks yet and rankings, but like that to me, that's a recipe for the first pick in the CFL draft. <laughs> maybe not first pick, but uh, oh yeah, you're right. It's yeah, gonna be some uh, tackle from Laval, but um, Curtis Rourke's ranked as the number one CFL prospect. Well, he'll he'll be in the NFL. These are the August rankings, though. Ajou you, you, or uh, sorry, how is it? A Joe, I believe. Uh, Ajo, Ajo. He's ranked 16th. Yeah, well, now he's he's top five pick. Lock it in. Ooh. There's a lot of Canadians. I forgot. We get a good, good class of Canadians. A big Anim Danqua from Howard. He's ranked 11. Yeah. It's a good class. Uh, we'll, save, we'll save that for the CFL dec- declaration show, though. Um, going to uh, a, a guy who maybe not quite as small as uh, Garden City, which is a junior college, um, but an FCS prospect who declared, and I was just kind of shocked he did because – it's rare you see like a FCS prospect 
declare mm-hmm. early and two when when they do it and they're not like a huge recruit and that's a Monmouth Jaden Sheridan yeah. the running back who we liked over the summer yeah. super explosive and elusive really fun player uh, I was shocked to see him declare instead especially in the age of NLI and like instead of transferring up or and like, yeah. nobody came after him I don't know like he was really good at Monmouth and um like he ran for seventeen hundred yards in twenty twenty two, fourteen hundred last year. Uh, so I was shocked to see him declare, but really fun player who maybe we see him make a team. Yeah, I mean maybe sneaky move with with the lack of running backs in this class. I mean I, I think I like the depth honestly, but you know what I mean. Like he's got a chance there. Um, okay, <laughs> impromptu. But how about keeping up with the NF- with the CFL bloodlines and Arlen Bruce? That, that one kind of seemed like that's a guy that kind of could just use a little bit more time. We saw him start making, you know, we, he made some plays at Iowa. You know, it was at, it was with the with the pokes down there this year, but I feel like a guy that can could have kind of used some more time in college. Yeah, he it was like one or two games for Iowa where yeah. he like really popped, um, and then just yeah, he transferred to Oklahoma State and wasn't really involved. Uh, yeah, I forgot um, he was there to be completely honest. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. Um, more like le- not to say they're not legit, but more like bigger school one. Yeah. Kaylin King, the Penn State yeah. corner, he he had first round buzz over the summer, didn't live up to it, uh, declared, and, and and he's a day two guy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I was just a little bit surprised he declared instead of going back trying to rebuild that first round buzz. But he did get the Senior Bowl invite, and I yeah. think that's a big piece of the puzzle there. I agree. No, I think that, that I was thinking about putting him down here as well, but yeah. I think that's a big piece, and obviously didn't have the season that he hoped for. But no, I, 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 like you know, he's still going to go on day two. I think it's going to be all good. Um, I'll give you one more. I thought, how about the Washington tackle Roger Rosengarden, who had a really nice season. Uh, obviously, you know, there's <laughs> Kalen DeBars took off for Bama, but hey, he brought he brought Parker Brailsford down, who got cooked in the in the natty too. But Rosengarden had a, such a bad bad performance. I thought in the national championship game. Um, just with, so I just kind of was a little surprised that I don't know if he would you know stayed at Washington, but you know maybe he could have went to Bama. He, Who knows? It just a little he's a good player though. He's going to get drafted and he's going yeah. to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, he is a good player. He is a good player. I just thought maybe another year would have. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think another year would have been good, but like um, I probably would have stayed if DeBoer did maybe. But yeah, uh, uh, going to. Let's go to a, two trench guys, two interior defensive linemen who were big recruits, um, who didn't quite live up to it. And that's Miami's Leonard Taylor and LSU's Mason Smith. I put them both for wish they went back. Um, Taylor did get the Shrine Bowl invite, though, mm-hmm. and I think that's huge because he is – like, his flashes are so bright. Like, he might be the most talented guy who ends up at the Shrine. Maybe, maybe that's a, a lot to say, but one of the most. Yes. Um and Mason Smith was a guy who people thought could be interior D-line one based off the flashes as a freshman, missed his whole sophomore year, and had moments as a, as a redshirt sophomore this year. But, um, yeah, not, neither of them lived up to the definitely first-round buzz they kind of had over the summer. Yeah, and it feels like Taylor's – I mean, he's, he's got a huge chance of the shrine, but it feels like his stock is kind of dropping a bit right now. Um I, I thought even even if Wingo went back to LSU too, I thought that'd be really interesting with with Smith and Wingo just running it back. Uh, I think that would have been a lot of fun. But like also the defense is cooked, so it's hard to kind of hard to blame them. But yeah, I thought I totally agree with them as well. I um, but yeah, that's uh, I had them for which they went back kind of 
obviously the talent is is huge and i think to, you know just just kind of with smith just like both of them just refining their game you know what i mean uh one more yeah kansas's austin booker yeah who was a Minnesota transfer, like did not play at Minnesota, but he's 6'6", 240, put up big numbers um, for the Jayhawks this year, 12 TFLs, 8 sacks, got the Senior Bowl invite as a redshirt sophomore. And I think that's the big key mm-hmm. to it here. Um, because, yeah, I didn't really know much about him before he declared. I watched the tape after he got the Senior Bowl invite. Um, and, like, you can see the potential. He's just, like, he's bendy for 6'6". He's super explosive. There's not like a big pass rush plan. He's a little uh, light in terms of setting the edge, but like I don't know if he goes to the senior. Like I was surprised he declared, but yeah. if he goes to the senior bowl, I could see a coach selling himself on him and what he could be. Well, plus if he went back to Kansas, he would have won the Big Twelve. So would have been the playoffs. Point. Yeah. All right. Wish they declared. I think the headline is Trayvon Henderson. Um, you know, it just, just not, what? Not for me. Okay, I'm no, glad he didn't. What do you mean? We got Judkins and Henderson, baby. Yeah, like again, it just so for, even before the Judkins came into into Columbus, you know, I, he would. I think he would have ended up being the first running back off the board. Um, I agree. And if he, you know, if not, he was a top seventy-five at the absolute worst. He was top sixty, you know. Um, but yeah, like you just said, Juggins is coming in. It's going to be really interesting to see what that duo looks like next year. Um, obviously, it's going to be one of the best in college football, if not the best. But it, it's just, it's just kind of. I wish he was in this running back class because I think he would have made a lot of. He would have made the most of it. Next year's class looks a little deeper, including his backfield running mate. So just, I, I think he would have made some good money. Yeah, I think he. he assuming the medicals all checked. Yeah, out, I think like, that's probably why, right? I think, I think, I mean, well, obviously. Then, uh, I yeah, I think, look, it's two things. I think it's Ohio State just bringing everyone back and running it. But also, yeah, I think it's just maybe he just felt like he didn't have that fully healthy, complete season that he can have and be one of the best college run, one of the best uh, running backs in college football. Yeah, he um, he's a good mix of contact, balance, burst, yeah. and uh, pass catching ability. Like, I think he would have been the assuming again the medical strict. I, I think second round pick, but first back taken. Yeah. Um, I'll go with a different back. How about Devin Neal, the Kansas running back? Uh, I think he was a sneaky riser yeah. in this running back class, and I think he not that he would have been like the first running back taken, but I could I I, I envisioned him in one of these Shanahan schemes making an immediate impact. That's a good one, you know, and he. he... That's another guy that I felt like he didn't have that much to prove left in college football either, you know? Yeah, he was great this year. He was great this year. Uh, but this Jayhawks team kind of did bring it all back on, like, yeah. with him and Jalen Daniels, so. And, yeah, they're winning the Big 12 and going to the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go with the, another Buckeye, and I think it's – not not to criticize all the Buckeyes, but I think Denzel Burke, you know, he just – he had, This isn't – Yeah. It's it's not a criticism. It's just no. I wish this guy declared because I love him. Yeah, Burke Burke was balling, especially down the stretch. He was great. I mean, corner class is solid, but I, like, that's another guy that. I mean, Burke had a good, Burke had a chance to go at the at the end of the first round. Uh, I think realistically, uh, if not, I, I think he's clearly an early second round guy. Uh, was playing some of his best football down the stretch. Um, another guy I just didn't think had that much left to prove in, in college football, you know. And I think he would have clearly went high. So I, yeah. Part of me wonders, part of it, like, beyond that NIL and Ohio State bringing everybody back because we've got to beat Michigan um, and Brian, Brian Kelly's Michigan. Um, 
Yeah. Is that freshman year was so good that there was like top ten buzz. Yeah. The sophomore year dropped off so much that it was like uh, like shaky. And then this year kind of rebuilt that back. But because of the – it's not like super blue chip depth at corner, but there's a lot of good corners who are going to go to the top 100. Yeah. And so I wonder if it, like this senior year gets to solidify himself as mm-hmm. the top senior corner. I, I don't think it's going to – pick potentially. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's going to hurt him at all. It's just like he's a really fucking good player, and I just wish he was in the NFL. Um, Barrett Carter sits yes. atop my list, the Clemson yeah. linebacker, because this linebacker class isn't very good. Yeah. I don't think he was ever that first-round guy, but he, I think, very much could have been the first linebacker off the board. Definitely. Super athletic, just dripping with potential. Uh, had a great bowl game, too, to, to really remind you that he, he has the talent to be the number one linebacker. Um, he goes back to Clemson, and I, I, like, I think it was a smart move, just be, like in terms of... He can maybe help solidify himself as a first-round pick now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this linebacker class, I wish he declared just because we need more of them. <laughs> we, do, we do need more of them. I, I, like, I don't know. I got another guy that I think declared and, and did a really good job in doing so and made, made money move. But, yeah, I, that, that one really surprised me. Uh, obviously, his Trotter is coming out with you know in this group. So, he, you know, he'll be one of the first linebackers off the board too, I think. But, yeah, I, especially with how he – you know, that bowl game. I know he probably wouldn't have played in it if he uh, – if he wasn't going back, but he was he was balling. Um, how about a smaller school ish school look? How about how about Tory Horton, the Colorado State receiver? That's a good one. That's a guy that I, I don't like. He's been so good for the Rams the last two seasons. I get the receiver class is loaded, but I, that's another guy. Just what what's he got left to prove? You know, he's and yeah. He he was a Senior Bowl lock for yeah. sure too. And yeah. and yeah, it's like um, going back and not transferring is kind of the surprise. That's true. Yeah, going back and not transferring, yeah. Because I'm sure there's there was a lot of teams really interested in him, but, yeah. Um, speaking of receivers, Trey Harris. Yeah. I wish he declared just because I love him Me so too. much and I want him. I, I'm, like, I partially glad he didn't because I think he'll get the buzz as a yeah. top senior receiver now. Uh, but, man, every time you watch Ole Miss, uh, he was just making these jaw-dropping plays. But isn't Harris is already, like like you said, the jaw-dropping plays. He's, like, he's going to look so good at the Senior Bowl next year. Yeah. Like, that's a guy that I'm already writing down. He's going to kill every one-on-one and be, like, the buzzy receiver coming out of the mobile. So I agree with you. It just selfishly, I'm a big fan of Harris as well. I would love to see him in this class. But I think it's a good move. I think it's the right decision. For sure. I, I, um, I didn't have too many other. I didn't have one else. How about you? Two IDLs, okay. uh, just because this class not great. Yeah, Georgia's Nazir Stackhouse. That's a good one. Yeah. A little surprised he went back. Me too. I think, um, and Cincinnati's Dante Corleone. Yeah, those are both good one. Good picks. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Stackhouse not. I think Stackhouse would have ended up rising and would have been a solid top one hundred guy, uh, if he isn't already. It's just I wasn't sure where his stock was. Um, yeah, who doesn't love the Godfather? I think those are two good picks. Just, just to, like you said, just to kind of strengthen up this class because um, it's going to be wide. It's what's wide open still, you know. I also got uh, Jabbar Muhammad down because that's my guy, yeah. and he entered the portal though. So like, if he, it'd be kind of cool if he follows Kalen to board Alabama. It would be very but there's, cool. Yeah. There's his cousin plays at Texas, and there's rumors he'll go to Texas. Yep. Um, but yeah, just one of my guys, and then Cameron Ward. I'm just so mm-hmm. weary of Miami and just like how things happen there that I'm scared it's gonna hurt them. So okay, I, I put I, I agree. I wanted to talk about Ward. I put him for glad they return, but I don't know about Miami. Like I, like the whole thing was so confusing. You know, coming out, going back, coming out, going back. But like, I think I do think going back. You know, I think it made sense, but yeah. Miami just scares me. 
Me too. Me too. As much as I uh, don't like the Buckeyes, that felt like that would have been a perfect landing spot, and the hype would have been even like the the only thing holding back the Buckeye hype, I think, is Will Howard. But I like Will Howard. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying. But with Ward, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust the Hurricanes to develop him. I don't. I don't know. I don't trust them to put enough around him. I mean, the offensive line is going to be good, you know. But yeah, I, I still, I'm still glad to get one more year of Cam Ward in college football, though. You know what I mean? Who do you wish went back? I. I didn't have any, like, you know, I don't think... I, I mentioned Leonard Taylor. I mentioned um, Mason Smith. I didn't have too many, like, headline guys, but a guy, you know, we, we liked... Or I, at least I did. I liked Carson Steele over the summer. Went to UCLA. Yeah, didn't Didn't have the season that, you know, he or anyone else hoped for of him, and I just was kind of surprised. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, um, Harden was, was taking his job, I think, a bit in UCLA. Mm-hmm. And just mm. had transferred, so I don't know exactly what the path would have been for Steele, but I just I, another guy I think just could have could have, I would like to see another year of college football for him. Yeah, didn't have a bad year, but it, like yeah. down the stretch was losing touches for sure. Gets to go to the Shrine though, which yeah. is a huge plus. Um, I agree with you on him. I have JJ McCarthy down because I'm not ready for this discourse, and I want to delay it another <laughs> year. He's a winner. Blah blah blah. Um, I had Xavier Worthy down here. I think that's an interesting one. Yeah. Just because I think he does have big-time talent. I'm a fan. Uh, but because of how crowded this receiver yeah. class is, like he's not, I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. Um, I think he's obviously going to go uh, firmly on day two. Yeah. Um, but it would have been cool to see him run it back with, with uh, Quinn Ewers and, and kind of bolster their stock. Together. It would have been. And their receiver core is already like it's getting loaded up again. It, I think that's a good pick. I... I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Worthy still feels like a guy that has left some on the field, you know, and obviously the, the drops have been a bit of an issue. I don't know. I, I agree with that one. I'm going to go with a different receiver. Um, I think there'll, there'll be a, he'll be a Big 12. He would have been a Big 12 receiver. He went back. Uh, fan of him, but Devon Vale, the Utah receiver, um, who had a, is a big and fast, and I think he's going to be a riser, but... Load a receiver class, and like he kind of it kind of all came down the stretch for Vele. Uh, the last two games, I think he had over 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. Um, I just think he could have made another leap, uh, another year at Utah, uh, with Cam Rising running it back too. Um, it just yeah, I just I just don't want to see him get lost in the shuffle because I like him, you know. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'll go off the beaten path here. Florida Atlantic's Evan Anderson, big nose tackle. That was my guy over the summer. He's gonna be first round pick. He had a great year at FAU. Yes, don't get me wrong, but I would I would have loved to see him transfer yeah. to a, a Power Five. Um, he is going to the Shrine Bowl though, and I'm super excited. I think he's going to be a, a day three darling yeah. in this interior defensive line class. So it's like not a bad decision. Obviously, I just would have loved to see him play in the Power Five. Level yeah, he, he he's the one that should have went to Miami. <laughs> that would have been really cool. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I think that's that's all I had. Uh, I threw down Michael Hall, the Ohio State interior defensive lineman, um, simply because the rest of my Buckeyes came back, basically. Uh, James Williams, the Miami mm-hmm. safety linebacker hybrid, although both him and Hall get the senior bowl. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, Williams, I feel like it never fully came together, and, and it's going to be interesting to see him play linebacker it at is. senior bowl. Um, and Kamari Lassiter at Georgia, I'm a big fan of his. I think he had first-round ability. Uh, I think another year to season, I could have got him there. Uh, this corner class is 
I think got too much depth for him to end up mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. Uh, biggest money moves we already nailed Mims, uh, Brian Thomas and Jalen Wright for me. And I got Byron Murphy and uh, Kieran of Yale. Uh, I think that's it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with okay. You know, I was alluding to it earlier, but how about Junior Colson? Um, that's another guy who's got a chance to be the top linebacker in this class. Obviously, he proved everything he could at Michigan. Was playing with two broken bones in each hand, um, and and had, had a terrific career. And I think he's gonna just keep on rising. I think it's already kind of started. You know, as people start digging in. Um, yeah, I think he's 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 got a chance to be the top linebacker off the board. I think it's a good move for him. Agreed. Um, I'll go with similar, just in terms of the position being weak. Jonathan Brooks, similar reasons yeah. to Jalen, right? Like I know Brooks tore his ACL, but this running back class isn't good, and he was trending towards being maybe the top running back yep. in the class. I, I think if he was healthy, he would be right now. Yeah, I think. Actually, I didn't put him down, but I, I'm glad uh, Donovan Edwards went back. Yeah, me too. I, I did put him down. So. <laughs> Wait, where is that? Last. Did we get to the... Oh, my bad. I'm getting confused in my order. Um, but in terms of... Like, I think right now, the the guys I would guess to be the first running back off the board are Brooks Wright, who gets the senior bowl invite, which is super helpful, uh, and um, Trey Benson. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it is funny, like... You know, I think Money Move is a great place for Brooks because, like, obviously, the ACL was having an amazing year. But no, I agree. I think it's I think it's gonna end up paying off, you know. Um, yeah, and like why? Like I, we're at a point where like a- ACLs, torn ACLs, like they recover now. Yeah, they don't like zap you. Yeah. Um. So it's like why go back for another year at Texas for the wear and tear? Like just get into the NFL building now. You know, it's funny. I, I thought because I had Byron Murphy here, uh, Brooks is a great pick here. I also put Taven Sanders. Who it looks like he's locked in the second tight end off the board, uh, a guy that's a potential top fifty pick. Um, like I think everyone will have him after Bowers, um, and I, you know, I, I, tight ends becoming a hotter commodity again. You know, and clearly has all the athleticism you'd ever want at that position. Uh, come, it came off a really great season for Texas, um, yeah, and I think it's just a wise decision to come and get get paid, baby. Um, I put Jalen Polk. Down That's like to, he's like the day two version of Brian Thomas to me. Like really capitalized on this yeah. season. Like going back and they've lost Penix, uh, Adunzi's gone, McMillan's gone. Like transferring out. Like I just think it, it made great sense. Like he could be one of the first receivers taken on day two. So I thought smart move. Let's go on. I didn't have to, I didn't have anyone else really obvious. I thought um, I got a couple more. Go for it. Jackson Powers Johnson, the Oregon center, could be the first interior offensive mm-hmm. lineman taken. Could be going the first round. Had a fantastic year, was a big recruit, and really cashed in this year as the starting center at Oregon. Um, Trevin Wallace, the Kentucky linebacker, who was a blue-chip recruit, yeah. had a pretty good year for the, for the Wildcats. Um, weak linebacker class and got the senior bowl invite, yeah, which I think is really big. That is a good one. And Siani Vaki, the yep. safety and running back <laughs> at Utah, got the senior bowl invite. Really, really interesting player. Super versatile player, obviously. Uh, so I thought that was really smart. And my final one is Enos Rakestraw Jr., the Missouri corner, who um, got uh, he's got a senior bowl invite. Mm-hmm. He, the buzz is really starting to build for him. You watch the Georgia game, it's, it's easy to understand why. He's one of the best press man corners in this class. 
Um, and I think, yeah, I, I the more I watch, the more I think if a good senior bowl week, he's going to go in the first round. I think, you know, the, we've talked about him a little bit. I, or maybe that's off the show, but... Yeah, uh, the hype is there, you know. I think every, every like, you know, big board, mock draft, whatever you look at, he's going in the top 60 picks. Uh, exactly. You know who else is? Who? <laughs> you know who else? What transfer made the most of it, despite the NCAA yeah, trying to pull him down? Uh, Tez Walker. It's my highlight, too. Yep. Um, the North Carolina receiver, who obviously dealt with all that BS early in the season, but once he got on the field, him and Drake May were cooking. Yeah. He got the Senior Bowl invite, and now Daniel Jeremiah drops a mock, and he got him going the first Love round. Love it, yeah. Tez Walker, big fan. I'm a big fan, and yeah, absolutely. Once once he got on the field for the Tar Heels, he was cooking with May. Um, yeah, no, he, he killed it. He, he, he <laughs> threw all the adversity too of the NCAA bullshit. He, he smashed it. I love to see his name in the first round. If he doesn't end up there, that's a top one, like a day two lock, absolutely. And a yeah. guy that's I, I feel like he's just going to be like maybe one of those guys that ends up on a team that just uh, the spot opens up beautifully and he has a huge rookie year. I don't know. It just that's just a gut feeling. Um, I'm sticking with another receiver. How about how about Ad Mitchell for the Longhorns? Yeah, I've got him right here too. Yeah, I think those were the those were my two highlights here. Um, Mitchell, obviously, coming out of Georgia, wasn't working fully there, and he had an unreal, unreal season for the Longhorns. Uh, one of the, I, I, like in this amazing class, I think Mitchell was one of those guys that, like, every week, just making like, like a, a shake your head, what a play, you know, grab, and and just over and over again. It was so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, that's a. I mean, I, I don't uh, another guy that's a uh, second round pick, you know, at, at worst, I think top a top one hundred lock, top sixty guy. Um, yeah, Mitchell was so good, and that was, that was just. That was just a great move to to go to Texas, and it paid off. Uh, I also put Keon Coleman here because he yeah, absolutely. from uh, uh, Michigan State to Florida State. Well, one in general that was such an upgrade team, <laughs> but uh, two like he he maybe didn't quite have like the clear first like he's not on that tier one mm-hmm. receiver level, but he's gonna go first round. I think he he might end up going top twenty. We'll see. Yeah, um, but. He like he had, he did everything he needed to do at Florida State. Absolutely, I, I didn't have anyone else. Did you? Um, Jamari Thrash on a less oh, level in this receiver class. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, who got the Senior Bowl invite? Yeah. Dylan Johnson, the Washington running back. No, on the official um, list, but yeah, yeah, no, that's a great. I I mean, Dylan Johnson obviously the season ended up with injuries and sucked, but yeah, Dylan Johnson's gonna be a really interesting guy. I think that's a guy that's gonna be you know maybe a fourth round pick, fifth round pick, and. I don't know. It just feels like he'll have a role early, you know, just as a, as a thumping back and just always getting to the tough yards and lowering his shoulder. I like Johnson. And another running back who uh, got the senior bowl invite, uh, Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah, who that's a great pick. Yeah. Just, like, had a weird career at South Carolina, transferred to USC, and, like, didn't, didn't have, like, the a super dominant year or anything, but he looks could really be one good. of the first running backs taken on day three, yeah. and senior bowl is certainly going to help with that. Definitely. All right, who, who are you happy about returning? So I mentioned Cam Ward. I, I'm going to start with quarterbacks here. I, I know a lot yeah. of offensive guys, I thought. Um, starting with Cam Ward, I mentioned that. We talked about that. How about also another transfer, Riley Leonard, you know, mm-hmm. who seasons, you know, the, the buzz started big this season, and then he got banged up, and he had some bumps even before the injury. Going to Notre Dame, like that's that's obviously a money move for him next year, right? And I think it will be considered in there, and – yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, the Notre Dame seems like he's he's poised to kind of be a big break. Like, not that he hasn't broken out yet, but, like, just that seems like a really good home for Riley Leonard, you know? And, like, I, I appreciate that he didn't try to force it. And, like, it feels like a guy that the media might have, like, overhyped. And, you know what I mean? But going to Notre Dame, getting another year, I think, is, is really smart. 
Uh, totally agree. Um, other quarterbacks, I think Quinn Ewers going back, yeah. super, super smart. Carson Beck, yeah. Shadour Sanders. Um, I think one, one of those four quarterbacks we just named going to – Actually, I'm not going to call my shot yet. Oh, save that. Let that cook a little longer. Yeah, I Uh, think. But yeah, lots of quarterbacks. Beck, obviously, I I think is the right choice. It seemed like a lot of people were hinting towards him coming out at one point in the season or whether or not, right? But um, no, I think going back, like, why go back to Georgia? You know, just just put another great year up there. I think it'll get better. And yeah, I think that's a great great decision. All those guys, I agree with you. I'm going to do the Ohio State crew. Um, Emeka Buka obviously didn't. Like, I think he still would have gone first round, but he didn't have quite the year. Now, going the Chris Olave route, yeah. return to school, be a top 15 pick. Um, Donovan Jackson, who really yeah. didn't have the year expected of him, could be a top 100 pick next year. Um, Tyleek Williams, who I actually think had he declared he would have been one of the first interior I, defense linemen to take him. I think Tyleek should have came out. Yeah, I agree. But same D-line. JTT and Jack Sawyer, I like. I know there was the first round buzz for JTT, but I, I, I don't know. Like he wasn't going to go top twenty five. I, I don't think, think I so think either. Maybe like he never quite consistently put it all together. So I think another there's great yeah. Jack Sawyer in, in the bowl game was the best game he played at yeah. Ohio State. So I think building off that going back's great. Uh, Denzel Burke, we already talked about him. Um, it's it's really cool that so many of them went back. Uh, I'm sure it and is. And we got Will Howard. <laughs> um, I think the the true highlight here. I, I think I agree. I think Tyleek should have came out probably. I think the true one here is Emeka Ibuka. I I don't think he would have been a first round pick. I I just didn't. Um, but uh, this uh, I think it's a great move. Uh, they got the best quarterback in the country coming in. He's gonna get a chance to be the dude, avoiding this stacked wide receiver class. I, I think that's a great move for Ibuka. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's the highlight. Uh, Enough Buckeyes. How about Donovan Edwards coming back? Like, especially after the the, the two touchdown runs in the national championship. Yeah, game. I was worried he might declare after that. Me too. Me too. And I was kind of, you know what? There was an inkling that I thought maybe he's transferring. But coming back to Michigan, he's going to be the star of the backfield. I honestly, I still am not completely sure what happened this season. Um, but I don't know. To me, like the lower body, it looks healthy. You saw the explosiveness in the national championship game. The burst was crazy. The long speed. They really didn't get him going in the run in the receiving game either. I want to see them expand that once again next year. Um, I, but I think yeah, obviously I think the running back class can be better. But after the season he had, I think this is the right choice. Totally agree. Um, how about one of my favorite guys, Trey Moore, the UTSA pass rusher? The love didn't come from the way I was hoping yeah. this year, even though he was fantastic. And now he transfers to Texas. That's like all, that's a it's comedy. Yeah, yeah. I love him. I got a couple transfers. Jamon Dumas Johnson, he got hurt at Georgia this year. He could have been one of the first linebackers taken, got hurt. Ends up at Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky's got a weirdly rich history of putting front seven players in the NFL yeah. under stoops. So love that one. Walker's uh, going to be opening up all the all the run lanes for him, baby. Uh, Juice Wells, who obviously weird season at South Carolina. Now he goes to Ole Miss. You know what's funny? Get him and Trey Harris together. I had him for glad he returned last year too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's a good one. Um, sim- similar Ole Miss Princely U from Florida Ole Miss yeah. that's a good one uh, two Louisville guys Tyler Barron from Tennessee to Louisville Thor Griffith from Harvard to Louisville yeah that's a good one love all that uh, Ole Miss and Ohio State they're transfer U next year baby and Louisville and Louisville I'm sorry I'm sorry and Kentucky. Wrong. 
and Kentucky. All the, the four best coaches in college football. That's who they I, are. I won't disagree there. Do you have anybody else? No, I think that's I think that's all that needs to be said. I got one more. Okay, sorry. So not, that's not true. More needs I don't think this needs to be said, but you can say it. Landon Jackson. That's a really good. Arkansas. One. That's a really okay. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Like yeah. breakout year this season, but you put on the tape and it, it, it it's. I don't think it was all there. More more, um, more flash than substance at times. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Like the Alabama game really good. But it, like I think he was kind of living off that one. Yeah. He's an Alabama merchant. Um, but <laughs> six six, yeah. six 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 two sixty, and now you go into your final year in the SEC with maybe maybe some of. Some people will have him as like a top fifteen pick, mm-hmm. Buzz wouldn't shock me. So I think going back was really smart. It's a good pick, yeah, absolutely. Um, but most of all, um, uh, the the player I'm most happy declared for the NFL. Any guesses? Uh, no. Jim Harbaugh. 